welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast. I'm graduating pretty soon. I'm going to be in need of a job, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com to see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. And remember, today's show is brought to you by Built Bar because I like to eat one of those before I do every show nowadays because... Since I'm not in school, I like to sleep in a little bit longer. So sometimes I wake up a little sluggish. So Bill Bar gives me the energy I need to come on and do this podcast for y'all. So let's get right into it. On today's pod, we are talking about Game 7 of the 2001 World Series. The, the infamous World Series. The only World Series in D-backs history, and I just want to get into that one today. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable around. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now, let's get right into that conversation about the 2001 Game 7 of the World Series. So the Yankees had won Game 4 and 5 of this World Series, with the D-backs winning Game 6. The home team in this one had won every game in this World Series. No road team has won this one. Just like in the series with Minnesota and St. Louis back in 87 and in 91 between Minnesota and Atlanta, every home team was winning the playoff games in this series. But this time in Game 7, the D-backs were back, home in the desert, back in Chase Field, and they were ready to, to make some noise and possibly take home their first World Series and they would have been the fastest team to do it because they were an expansion team. So they were only in their third season still of being in the major leagues. And they were already in the World Series. So they would have been the fastest, the fastest team to win the World Series in the majors. And if you actually want to know a fun fact, the Yankees were actually... The Yankees franchise is actually even older than the state of Arizona. Just for some, uh, some context that I found very interesting. And don't forget, in 2001, uh, I mean, it's probably you guys haven't forgotten, but 2001, there was also a great tragedy that the nation was rallying around. That was 9-11, and this World Series to have the Yankees in it, it felt like everyone wanted the Yankees to win because of this, because it happened in New York. The D-backs were not only fighting, you know, the Yankees, but they were also fighting basically... Not that the country was against the D-backs, but you just felt so much for New York because they were right there as the epicenter of the attacks. So you just felt a different ambiance around them, a different aura around them. And it felt like they had the mystique around them because really the nation was rooting for them to win. I mean, the D-backs were only in their third season, so they didn't have a, a storied franchise or history or the fan base that the Yankees did. 
And the Yankees in this series uh, weren't too hot, even though this was going to Game 7. The D-backs were doing a good job of playing the Yankees pretty straight up. The Yankees have batted just 183 in the series, the lowest average for any team in a 7- or 8-game series. And they were outscored 37-14 in the 7 games as well. So even though the Yankees made it here to Game 7, the the D-backs pitching staff was really shutting down the Yankees and the D-backs hitters were actually playing pretty well, too. For Clemens, it was his sixth career World Series star, the first time he had to pick up a bat in the postseason since Game 6 of the 1986 World Series when he played for Boston against the Mets. But Clemens was pretty good in this one. He had a pretty good outing. Clemens only gave a one run over six and a third innings pitch before he gave it over to Mike Stanton. And uh, Arizona decided to break this game out in the sixth. This was a a nothing-nothing game heading into the sixth. But with Steve Finley uh, coming up to bat, he singled to open the sixth inning. And Batista smacked the first pitch from Clemens to the wall and center for a double. Excuse me. Finley scored, but Batista got greedy and was thrown out on an 8-6-5 relay. So now the D-backs were up 1-0 in this. The Yankees came back and quickly scored off Kurt Schilling, who had a pretty good day. He gave up six hits and two earned runs over seven innings. But in this one, in the top of the seventh, Yankees scored quickly. Jeter singled to start the seventh. Then Paul O'Neill came up. He singled, and then Bernie Williams hit into a fielder's choice, forcing Paul O'Neill out. Then Tino Martinez singled to right to score Jeter. And that really quieted the crowd in this one. Uh, felt like maybe the Yankees were getting a little momentum back because uh, Kurt Schilling was really pitching pretty well in this one. At one point in the game, Kurt Schilling had actually retired 16 in a row. But then he gave up that one run in the 7th. And then in the 8th inning on a 0-2 pitch, he served up a, a home run to Alfon- Alfonso Soriano, who was only a rookie at the time. That broke open this game just a little bit, gave the Yankees a lead, just 2-1. So it was only a solo dolo home run. So the D-backs were still in it. But Kurt Schilling only faced two more Yankees before he gave the ball over to Miguel Batista, who got one out and exited for Randy Johnson, the big unit, who one day after throwing 100 pitches in Game 6, was now coming in for his second career postseason relief appearance. He was able to get pinch hitter Chuck Noblach to fly out to end the inning, and then Johnson retired the side in order in the ninth inning. And he was able to get the win in this one in the end because of that ninth inning performance and came in and just pitched very well. Johnson's first postseason relief appearance came in the 1995 American League East Division Series against the Yankees, actually. But in today's game, he went one and a third inning in relief and picked up his fifth win in the postseason, which is a record. And, you know, obviously, Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson were both named co-MVPs for their performances in this World Series because they really carried this D-backs team and really shut down this Yankees lineup, and it put it on display in this game. Kurt Schilling went six innings. He only gave up two runs. You, you had Randy Johnson go in there, strike out the side, go another inning and a third, and preserve the lead for the D-backs entering the ninth inning because he just shut down the side in order and just made sure to keep the D-backs in the game with that 2-1 a deficit entering the ninth. 
If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order food from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up. You guys need to be supporting your your neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android. Find your favorites and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving... Our listeners, $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. When you download the Postmates app, anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Now, let me guys, let me tell you guys about Built Bar because it's this new treat that I've been uh, enjoying recently. Thanks to Lockdown Podcast. It's a it's basically a candy bar, but it's not. It's healthy and it's actually a protein bar, but it tastes like candy. And that's why I love it so much because I'm a healthy guy, but I like to, you know, get my little junk food in there, my candy in there. And uh, Built Bar helps me replace my junk food habit because it comes in 16 amazing flavors, eight with chocolate and nuts, and eight with with chocolate but without nuts for people with those nut allergies the bars are covered in 100 chocolate and soft and easy to chew and i love them because they are healthy built bar is great for the health conscious guy like me or you it helps you uh, lose or maintain weight while indulging in the delicious treat bars are low calorie low sugar high protein and high fiber and that's why I love it so much because I know I'm eating something healthy, but it tastes like candy. And if you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. So now you got the D-backs trailing in the ninth and Mark Grace single to lead off against Mariano Rivera. You know, Mariano Rivera, the best closer we've ever seen by far. It's not even a discussion who is. He had converted 23 consecutive saves in postseason play prior to this game. Damian Miller then reached on a fielder's choice and pinch runner David DeLucci was safe at second on a throwing error by Rivera. He started to get a little loosey-goosey with the ball starting to unravel just a little bit. He fielded the bunt but overthrew the second baseman. Pinch hitter Jay Bell then bunted, forcing DeLucci out at third. Then Craig, uh, excuse me, then Tony Womack double to right, scoring pinch runner Midre Cummings and tying the game at two. It was the first run off Rivera after six scoreless innings. Rivera was just so dominant in this World Series. 
as he always is. He's just always a dominant kind of pitcher. Usually when he comes in, you expect him, uh, you you expect to be out, honestly. When he, you see Mariano Rivera coming in for the close, you expect to lose the game. But D-backs were rallying in this one. Craig Council, the only D-backs player with a World Series ring heading into this game, ended up with two after this game because he was a big contributor into why the D-backs won this one. He was hit by a pitch to load the bases for Gonzalez. Luis Gonzalez, who blooped a single over shortstop Derek Jeter into shallow center, scoring Bell for the game winner. New York Yankees manager Joe Torre and closer Mariano Rivera had this to say after the game. Joe Torre said, We had the lead and we had Mo in the game, and that's all we really wanted. Mo said, I don't second guess anything I threw. I think if I had made that play to second base, that was the whole game right there. So Joe Torre was happy to have Mo in the game. He's the best closer in baseball. Why would he not? And Mo Mariano Rivera felt like he had the game in hand. He felt like he honestly choked it away. He felt like it was his poor decision-making, or not even poor decision-making, but I guess just a lack of concentration, lack of focus in the moment to overthrow the second baseman felt like was the reason he gave up this one. He felt like he's the reason... Mo is that the D that the D backs were able to win this one. He felt like an opportunity got away from the Yankees team. And this World Series had a little bit of everything in it. It was uh, quite the World Series because, like I said, it was the first time in a World Series. Uh, it was the first time that a uh, a team has won the World Series so quickly in their franchise history. Only a third season for the D backs. And the D-backs became the first team in the World Series history to enter the bottom of the ninth inning, trailing in a Game 7, and then to rally to win before the game went to extra innings. D-backs manager Bob Brenly had this to say. It had a little bit of everything. It's had great pitching at some of the most ungodly, timely hitting you're ever going to see in your life. We had offensive explosions. We've had great defense. We've had shoddy defense. I think people are surprised that this series has gone the way it has. But I can't wait to sit back and watch the tapes myself. That's how a lot of people feel. A lot of people feel like this was a big surprise. D-backs were not a well-known team. Like I said, only third season in baseball. So they didn't have the clout like a Yankees team did who, who, seems, to be every, who seems to be there every year of their franchise. Because you got to remember the, the time period that this was taking place. This isn't the Yankees now who haven't won a World Series in 20 years who haven't won since 09, or they have won World Series in 20 years and haven't won since 09. This was a Yankees team who was, you know, in the midst of a pretty good stretch of baseball because, let me see real quick, they won it in 96, they won in 98, they won in 99, they won in 2000. So this was their, they they won to three, they won and went to three straight World Series and they went to four of the last five World Series and won them. And then this was their fourth straight World Series appearance. So you, everyone felt like the Yankees were going to win this one. Plus having the tragedy that happened to the team as well. Everyone just wanted to see the team win. And the, the Yankees had the players to do it. It wasn't like, oh, they were just some it wasn't like they were the nationals who got there as the wild card team and then happened to have a tragedy so that's why people want them to win 
No, they also had great players on this team. You had Jorge Posada, 277 average, 22 bombs. You had Tino Martinez, who was a stud this year. You had Alfonso Soriano, who was pretty great as a rookie already, 18 bombs, 43 stolen bases. You had Derek Jeter, who is, of course, the captain. You just had players all around. Bernie Williams putting in work as well. At Paul O'Neill, David Justice, a lot of great players on this team. A lot of people thought this team was going to win it all. You look at the pitching staff, Mike Messina as the ace. You had a Roger Clements, who is still dealing at age 38. Andy Pettit, 29. This team was just stacked everywhere. Mariano Rivera as a closer. There was no reason why this team shouldn't have won. It was a team in all-stars going against a team of Rugrats who, outside Luis Gonzalez, the D-backs didn't have too many great offensive players. They had an elite pitching staff, probably even better than the Yankees because you had arguably the two best pitchers on one staff pitching for the same franchise, but this was just a great organizational win for the D-backs. It was definitely this game is the the pinnacle of D-backs franchise history, the pinnacle of their success. They haven't been back to the World Series. Uh, they haven't been back to the World Series since this game. D-backs haven't really had a ton of playoff success since this game and if you just look at it they've been to the playoffs just four times since 2001 since the last time they've uh, been in the world series and only the only the championship game one time in that stretch so the d-backs haven't had a lot of success they they've been around they've been a relevant team they never bought them out in that time they've only won less than 75 games three times since 01 if i'm looking at it correctly so the d-backs are usually around 85 to 90 wins they're usually a a pretty good team they're they're always around the wild card race they're never a great team but this this is pinnacle d-backs right here this is why so many fans in the valley were able to fall in love with the team because you had you had legends on the team. You had a Randy Johnson, 6'10", ingrained into the community, played with the D-backs for a super long time, uh, wore, wore the D-backs on his sleeve, and he came here in the second part of his career, age 35, and really took off in the D-backs uniform. First four years in the D-backs uniform, from age 35 to 38, he won four straight Cy Youngs. So a lot of people know Randy Johnson for his days on the D-backs. And then you had Kurt Schilling, who is also a stud. The man uh, should, probably should have been a Cy Young Award winner at least once in his career, but he had a great run too, and he came here at a later part of his career. Also came here at age 33, a little bit older, but had the, he came second in Cy Young Award voting twice with his time in the D-backs, and he was losing out to Randy Johnson. Like He had number one and number, number, one and number two in Cy Young voting on the same in the same rotation and then so that just shows you how good that pitching staff was and why they were able to win so many games because you had the two best pitchers in your league on one staff and then you had Luis Gonzalez who's doing godly things in his prime as well able able to hit 57 bombs in the 2001 World Series you had peak Randy Johnson peak Kurt Schilling and peak Luis Gonzalez, your three best players were pretty much playing at the highest level they could at the same time. And you don't see that a lot of times in baseball. And because of that, the D-backs were able to put together a great stretch, a great run, make it all the way to the World Series, go against the Goliath Yankees, be David in that scenario, and take down the Giants. 
and uh, take down the Giant, not the Giants, take down the Giant and win the World Series. And just an overall great game for the D-backs. Thank to everyone who tuned in to this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Go play the newest episode of the Locked On Fantasy MLB Draft so you guys can stay up to date with news, rankings, and fantasy updates. And go get yourself a bill bar using the code LOCKDOWN to get $10 off your first order. Everyone, I hope you guys are staying inside and staying safe and staying healthy. Peace!